0: Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Minash. This is the weekend edition where we interview notable people from the world of real estate investing. Today is no exception. We have a great guest all the way from Dallas, Texas. Welcome to the show, Debbie Bloyd.
1: Hi, thanks for having me.
0: So Debbie, you've got into a particular segment of real estate investing that we haven't really talked about yet on the show, even though we've been running for a couple of years now. Give us a little bit of your backstory and how you got into this particular segment of reverse mortgages, reverse transactions.
1: Well, you know, I've been in the money business for about 22 years doing mortgages. But what I found was that people needed kind of a holistic approach to their finances. They needed someone that understood insurance, so, I have that background. I, they I needed someone to talk to them about mortgages. And when you talk about mortgages, you're looking at their bank statements, you're looking at their investments, really how they handle themselves in the financial world. I got into reverse mortgages because a lot of seniors are running out of money. Retirement's expensive, and a lot of people did not plan appropriately. And then things just happen. Long term care is needed for people, a lifetime of insurance is needed for, you know, um, staying in a, a facility. Um, people never think anything bad is going to happen. So they need alternatives. So when something bad does happen, or just so that they're ready, if, if by chance, something bad does happen, they have a backup plan.
0: I love that. I love that. And it's absolutely true. I mean, it's said that a very large percentage of the US population is really, you know, even even the working folks are only a uh, a few weeks away from, from being literally bankrupt. Uh, so there are you know, a lot of people living hand to mouth. And if you do that for an entire lifetime, it's not surprising that you come into retirement. The only resources a lot of people have is just the equity that's left in their home. And it's simply because they didn't touch it.
1: Right. They, they left that alone because we were I guess born to believe that you've got to pay off your house. If you could just pay off your house, everything would be fine, but that's not the case. You know, as people are trying to figure out how to make ends meet where they come to financial people like myself to make sure that they can make those ends meet. And if not, What can I do to reshuffle their finances to make that an an option? So what I find myself doing is either um, taking care of people that are about to lose their homes, or I'm taking care of people that have a lot of money and they're simply restructuring. Very few people don't need a reverse mortgage. Um, You can be smart and need a reverse mortgage, rich and need a reverse mortgage, and then just barely getting by and still need a reverse mortgage.
0: So why don't you break it down for us and define actually what a reverse mortgage is? I know some of our listeners will know, but not everybody, so make sure no listeners are left behind, uh, and then talk about some of the different forms and formats of these uh, financial instruments.
1: Sure. A reverse mortgage is an FHA product, but now other companies have gotten on the bandwagon and created their own products, typically from people from 60 or 62 years of age and up. Um, You have to have a lot of equity in your home. So at least 50% equity is desired in order for you to get money out. Now, a reverse mortgage does not mean that you do not own your house anymore. Um, You own your house with a lender, just like I own my house with a lender like Wells Fargo or Bank of America or any other lender. So you never give up your rights to your property. There's been a lot of misinformation out there about a reverse mortgage that the bank is going to own your home that your kids can't have your home. And these things are just not correct. A reverse mortgage just allows you to tap into that equity that you put away there. And like you're sitting on a golden egg, the only way you can get your equity out of a house is either do a cash out refinance where you're still making payments on that house or to do a reverse mortgage if you're of the right age. And that way you have access to that money. If you need it, you don't have to take it if you don't need it, but if you need it, it's there.
0: So what is the mechanism? You're obviously increasing the loan balance uh, and reducing the amount of equity if you're withdrawing funds from the equity side of the equation. What's what's the mechanism? How does it work?
1: Well, well the, the way the reverse mortgage works is that you have two loans. You have a loan for the cash that you get out at one interest rate, and you have another interest rate loan um, that stays in the house, and the house basically starts paying for itself. So qualification for a reverse mortgage is actually on the house, not so much on the person. So you can have uh, not so great credit, you can uh, not be able to have a lot of credit, um, or salary and be able to do a reverse mortgage. That's why it's so attractive. As people age, they either have stellar credit or they have bad credit because they've co-signed on with their kids or grandkids for things. And a lot of people can't qualify with just the social security money they have. A reverse mortgage allows them to access that money and never have to pay it back until that, until they're no longer living in the house. The house is sold and then the house actually pays back the loan.
0: I love that. When we look at these types of instruments, you said fifty percent equity is really kind of or more is kind of the ideal scenario. Uh, what is the maximum loan to value that this can that this can afford the borrower?
1: Well, you can actually once you get the reverse mortgage loan and you qualify and we, we start the reverse mortgage, We've had people live in that house and actually outlive the equity that's left in there. You know, people are living longer than ever now. We have people living their 90s, and I don't think our system is set up for that. So people run out of money. With the reverse mortgage, you never run out of equity in your house, as far as the lender's concerned, for them to kick you out of the house. You get to live in that house, even if there's no equity left in that house, and get to live there for free. One client put it this way, he said, how long do I have to live there in order to give it back to the government? And I said, well, you know, you can live in that house at 0% equity until you pass away. Then what happens is your estate sells the house, and the shortfall, which means the money that you can't pay back the loan with on the house is actually paid for by FHA. That's why you're paying the FHA mortgage insurance all along.
0: I see. So it, there is an actual, there is an actuarial risk here. And to some extent, yes. FHA is fulfilling the role a little bit like a life insurance company, yes. taking a risk on how long that person's going to live and therefore what their risk will be on average in yes. ter- terms of having to pay out on that insurance policy.
1: Right. So if things go well and the house can appre- appreciate at 4% a year, the interest rates on these loans are somewhere in the four to sixes, then you have a great chance of always having equity in your house. Uh, the problem is you have to keep making insurance payments and tax payments on your house. So you cannot let the insurance lapse and you still have to keep paying your property taxes. I think reverse mortgages got a really bad rap when they first started because FHA was giving way too much money out on the front end to these customers. And then they did not have the necessary means. They weren't good at saving. Therefore, they let their property taxes lax. And you know, if if you and I let the property taxes not be paid on our property, our property is going to be foreclosed upon. That's exactly what happened to these people. And they got blamed the the reverse mortgages got blamed for this when it was the people's fault for not paying their taxes so now the reverse mortgage companies and fha keep more equity in the house and they will actually set aside um kind of an escrow account but it's not called an escrow account. They set aside money to make sure that people pay their taxes. It is not an escrow account and most people don't qualify for that. It's only for dire straight situations that that actually happens.
0: Got it. Got it. And does this apply strictly to residential properties? Is it something that could apply to investment properties? Because most of our listeners are in fact investors.
1: Right. No, this has to be on the primary house. FHA only deals with primary homes. Can't be on a second home or an investment property. It's where you homestead. So it's where your homestead taxes are. Um, You can only have one of these loans at a time, just like you can only have an FHA loan one at a time. So it is not for second homes or investment properties. You can also not rent out the property or make it an Airbnb and Really, FHA has stepped into this uh, space so that people will not lose their primary homes. It's, so it doesn't work for investment properties. They don't allow it.
0: Is there a mechanism that allows somebody to purchase a property and then very shortly thereafter do a reverse mortgage on it?
1: Oh, yes. So a lot of people will pay cash for a property because it's fast, um, but then they can take out a reverse on it. We also have a mechanism. It's called a reverse purchase. Um, That allows people to put about half equity in their house. Depending on their age, it's all run off of actuarial tables. So you give me your birthday, the price of the house. I just closed on a client last week that bought a $400,000 house. And because of their age, they only paid $187,000 for it. So for him, he said, I get to live in a beautiful new home, half price for the rest of my life. And he gets to use that extra 200 that he would have put down in equity in the house and he can invest it where it actually makes money. So now now it benefits him both ways.
0: I love that. I love that. So, Debbie, if folks want to learn more, if they want to get in touch, what's the best way?
1: Um, I have a cell phone number that I'm attached to, like everybody is at this time and day and age. My cell number is 979-220-3018. And I've also got a website. It's called moneystrategieswithdebbie.com. You can find me on there, contact me, reach out, email me, and I'd be happy to uh, work with anyone and, and explain this to family members, financial planners, CPAs, CFPs, anyone that uh, helps you with your money financial situations.
0: Terrific. So for the listeners at home, definitely reach out to Debbie at moneystrategieswithdebbie.com. And in the meantime, have an awesome rest of your weekend. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.